The Miami Heat's first preseason game is tomorrow against the Charlotte Hornets at 7.30 Eastern Time. And guess what? We're doing a live watch party. So if you see this thumbnail on YouTube, make sure you click on it and come join me because I'm going live 15 minutes before tip. We're going to watch the Heat play their first preseason game. Look at guys like Jovic, Hakez Jr., RJ Hampton, and just enjoy some Heat basketball. So subscribe and join the channel so you don't miss it. All right, welcome into the Heat Report by Chat Sports. I am Nick Roloff, and on today's show, we are talking about some NBA free agents that the Heat can target before the preseason starts and before the NBA regular season tips off. And to kick off today's free agent list, we're going back to an old friend, and that is Goran Dragic. Because to me, I think Dragic is the most likely free agent the Heat sign, and I think he's the person that wants to play for the Miami Heat the most. When you think of what has been said this offseason between Pat Riley, the Miami Heat, and then you hear reports from Barry Jackson, who has inside track with Goran Dragic's camp. Dragic wants to play for the Miami Heat this upcoming season. It kind of feels like everybody knows that. But I think Pat Riley is a little hesitant to add him to this roster. There is a lot of reasons that that could be. But one of them could be that Dragic has declined mightily over the last four seasons. I mean, if you remember what Dragic did in 2019-2020 when he played for the Heat, he was amazing. He was the third best player on that Heat team that made it to the NBA Finals. He was also unbelievable in the postseason during the bubble year. He averaged 17 points per game and was averaging 20 a night against the Boston Celtics. But ever since that 2019-20 season, it has went downhill for the Dragon, right? Like the age has played a factor in that. Injuries has played a factor as well. He's had a lot of foot injuries over the past four seasons, and it's been quite a fall for grace for the left-hander as he went from 16-point-per-game score and 60 games played four years ago to now not even being able to crack the rotation for teams like the Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, there are pros and cons to adding Goran Dragic to the roster, right? I think one pro is that he's one of the most experienced players that we have in our league today. And when you think of what he can do mentoring young guys like Nikola Jovic, who are both from Europe, right? Like, they, bro they both have that experience. Jaime Hawkins Jr. could also take some mentorship from Goran Dragic. And he could help all the young guys. RJ Hampton as well is another one that comes to mind. A con, though, is that he can't really give you much on the court. You just saw his stats on screen. He can barely crack the rotation. So what makes us think he would be able to be in an Eric Spolstra-led rotation for the Miami Heat this upcoming season? Another pro, he is great friends with Jimmy Butler, which obviously Jimmy is your best player, your franchise player as we currently speak. So if you add his best friend or one of his best friends to the roster, it's going to make him happy and keep his vibes up through the entire season. But that does come with the last con, is that someone who doesn't play and can't really contribute to winning for this Miami Heat roster, that's one of his cons. He takes up a roster spot from a young guy possibly like RJ Hampton or any other free agent the Heat would want to sign. But the one other positive I'll mention that goes with the mentorship is that he can be like OG, Udonis Haslam. He can be that captain for the Heat that doesn't play but provides a lot of value because of his 
men or his mentorship abilities and his experience already inside the Miami Heat system. So what say you? I'll ask you guys this. Should the Heat sign Goran Dragic? Type Y for yes, type N for no. I am going to pin this comment, so I want to see what all of you guys have to say. So scroll down to the comment section, look for that pinned comment, and answer for it me right now. All right, another free agent target for the Heat is forward TJ Warren. And this is someone that I am very intrigued in. And if I'm going to be honest... Out of all the free agents available right now, TJ Warren is the number one guy I want the Heat to sign. And you might ask yourself, why? Well, I think he provides something the Heat lacked in last season. Three-point shooting and scoring off the bench. It's been a little hit or miss for TJ over the past four seasons. He was phenomenal, just like Goran Dragic in 2019-2020 for the Indiana Pacers. Played in 67 games, averaged 20 a night, and went absolutely off in the bubble just like Goran Dragic. Now, he's battled injuries over the last two seasons, a lot of foot injuries that have kept him out of the lineup four games and two seasons played that's not great he finally made his return to the court this past season and really didn't do much for the Brooklyn Nets seven and a half points per game three rebounds and his efficiency was very very bad but I do think as he continues to get healthier and come back from those injuries that he will start to regress towards his mean which is a 38 percent three-point shooter and I understand why some of you guys would be skeptical like I kind of am skeptical as well well with TJ Warren's and Jimmy Butler's history in their relationship. If you remember from 2019-20 season, Jimmy Butler and Warren got into it in a game in Indiana where Butler basically called TJ Warren a softie, said that he's not even on his level, and that if he was an opposing coach, he would never put TJ Warren on him because it's barbecue chicken. Now, all with that being said, though, I understand, but I think Warren would be able to help the Heat win. He'd be able to come off the bench and spot and hit three-pointers and be a scorer off the bench, which the Heat, they were a bad offensive team last year, so more offense off the bench would never hurt. I think he would help you win, and therefore I would sign him, and I think Jimmy Butler would even sign off on the deal because he understands that Warren can help this Heat team potentially reach their goal of an NBA championship. More NBA free agents here in a second that the Heat can sign, but I gotta show some love to our sponsor that is Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch their winnings roll in. I've had so much fun testing my skills during this football season, and now that the NBA preseason is here, I could not be happier. If you have similar skills to mine, which unfortunately you probably don't, you could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps with the most exciting daily fantasy app on the planet. As you see on screen right now, these are my picks for tonight. The Knicks play tonight against the Celtics and the Oklahoma City Thunder play the San Antonio Spurs. I'm taking more than J-Dub. Jalen Williams, 12 and a half points tonight. And I'm taking more than Emmanuel quickly. IQ, 10 and a half points per game or, or tonight, excuse me, against the Boston Celtics. I love those selections and you should tell me if you want to make some money. So go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time go to prizepicks.com slash clns and use code clns for first deposit match up to a hundred dollars 
All right, back to some NBA free agents that the Heat could sign, and another familiar face on the list, and that is Justice Winslow, the former ninth overall pick for the Miami Heat. And if you know this, Josh Richardson was a second-round pick in the same draft class that Justice Winslow was in. Well, guess what? Jay Rich already came back signing a one-plus-one deal with the Heat this offseason. Could Justice Winslow follow suit? He's had an interesting career that has been riddled with injuries, and it's really a shame to see because I was really high on the former Duke Blue Devil, and I thought the Heat got a steal with him when they selected him top 10. He has just not played, and he has not been on the court for teams like Miami, teams like Memphis, the Clippers, the Portland Trail Blazers. Ew, by the way. I hate that Justice Winslow even associated with the Blazers at this point. I can't stand them. All right, back on track. I got to take it easy. Anytime the Blazers come up, I get a little agitated. I'm sorry. But when he was with the Heat, he was pretty good, right? Like He played 241 games with Miami, and he battled injuries with the Heat as well, but when he was on the court, he was very effective. Nine points per game, five rebounds. The efficiency wasn't there from an offensive standpoint, but another thing that I like about Winslow is that he is a really good defender. And I'll say this right now. He's a hybrid between a guard and a wing. That name never hurt nobody. A guard-wing combo, someone who is lengthy, can defend two through four, but also handle the rock and some points of the offense, that is someone who is very valuable inside the NBA today. I know he'd be like the 12th, 13th man on this Miami Heat team, but I'd love to see Rook, Justice Winslow, come back to the Heat, join Rook 2, a.k.a. Josh Richardson, and have a little reunion in the 305. I just named three free agents. I still got a couple more to go, but I want to know what you guys think. Be honest with me. Name a free agent you want to sign. The Heat still have two active roster spots available. Will they go with the two ways? Will they go with the free agent? Let me know if you want them to sign a free agent and who it is in the comment section. Fourth guy on the list is Austin Rivers. And this one's a little dicey. Like, he's not the best basketball player in the world, but he openly has said this offseason that he'd want to sign with the Miami Heat because he loves the culture and he loves Eric Spolstra. And Rivers can play a little bit. Like, some of these other guys on the list, Winslow and Drogic, there's questions about their health, their ability to play. Well, Rivers is a little more stable in that aspect of the game. Like, he gets hurt a little bit. He's also a guard. He's also just not that good, to be honest with you guys. But he can be someone that can handle the rock a little bit off the bench. He can shoot the three ball slightly. He's not going to be someone that give you 10 points per night. That's just not Austin Rivers. But he can knock down some shots in five to 10 minutes. Like if he was the 13th man on this team, would anyone really complain, especially with how cheap you'd be getting him on the vet men? And if you looked at some of his advanced shooting numbers, they're not pretty either, right? Less than 10 feet. He doesn't shoot them often. He's primarily a jump shooter. 59%, that's pretty solid. He doesn't shoot any pull-up mid-range or pull-up threes. 0.4 a game, 14%. So at least he knows that he's not good at them. But the one number I did want to look at is his catch-and-shoot three-point ability because that would be his role with the Heat. And he shot 36.3% last season on two attempts per game. They're not the most pretty numbers. Oh, but man, maybe he could provide something as the 13th, 14th man alongside some experience in mentorship, just like what Goran Dragic could bring to the table. Final name on today's list, Anthony Lamb, the former Vermont Catamount and Golden State Warrior who actually went to my rival high school back in Rochester, New York. Shout out 585. Also shout out my boy 
Patrick Meisenthal, boy from college who's best friends with Anthony Lamb. But the reason why I do like Anthony is because he is a heat culture guy. When you think of the heat culture, you think of grittiness and doing anything to win a basketball game. And Anthony Lamb fits that mold very, very well. He's only played in 88 games in the NBA, and the numbers are not that sexy, right? Six, not sexy, red sexy, right? Ski, yay! 6.2 points per game, 3.3 rebounds, 44% from the field, and 35% from three. They're serviceable numbers, but as a 12, 13th guy on a roster, I can get down with Lamb. And something he reminds me a lot of is P.J. Tucker. He gives me that P.J. Tucker-type vibe. And why? Because he's 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, and doesn't bring a lot offensively, but will do the little things defensively, and he'll fight for offensive rebounds, kick it out. He knows his role. He's not going to go rogue and try to take a tough shot. He's just going to play in the flow of the offense. He's actually also very similar to me, Haywood Highsmith. So bring in Anthony Lamb, have another type of player like that, and if it doesn't work out, you can always just have him on a two-way deal and have him play with the G League team in Sioux Falls. I like bringing in Anthony Lamb. He'd probably be my the second guy on this list behind TJ Warren to bring in. That's going to close it for today's show. Before we head out of here, I just got to give you guys one more reminder that we're going to be live for the Miami Heat's first preseason game against the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow. Live at 7.15 Eastern Time. Games at 7.30. Come join us. Give live play-by-play -play stats, highlights. We'll do it all. We'll have some fun. We'll party. I can't wait to watch the Miami Heat in action. And I hope you guys feel that same way because it's going to be a long season. So join us tomorrow for our first 23-24 NBA season watch party.